You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You, You feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. Phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We have a new caller today. Um, I don't know if this first call is anything, but let's see what happens. All right, let's just go to the next one. Here we go. Hey, Ryan. First time caller, Tim from California. Hey. Um, I know everybody wants to hammer the defense. I'm the same, except for without a good offensive line, we are in trouble. Yeah. Um, they need to spend ex- uh, their draft picks next year on that instead of trying to build up that defense. There is no quarterback that would have withstood that onslaught, and the Detroit Lions are built to just break that line down. It was putridly horrible. Um, that'll be my first call for you guys. But, yeah, without an offensive line, we are in trouble. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah, and I would just love to get an answer on it. I know Matt LaFleur got all pissy about, um, you know, I don't remember exactly the question, but, like, what, what, what the heck – would lead to something like that. Or I, I don't even remember what the question was, but you get all pissy about it. I don't know. But I mean, those are the kinds of things that you're just not going to get an answer on from a coach, but it is where we are the most curious, you know, because again, the line isn't that bad. The line hasn't been that bad. And it's a, well, you're missing Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. What do you expect? Well, we have been, and they weren't that bad. And on top of that, it wasn't just Bakhtiari. It wasn't just Royce and Rashid. And by the way, Rashid actually did a really solid job. In the past, I mean. But it was Myers who didn't fail like this before. It was Runyon who hasn't failed. I mean, it was it was like everybody's worst game all at once. The only time I remember ever seeing anything like this are like the playoff collapses. Like when we get into the playoffs and we t- play Tampa or we play San Francisco and the offensive line just completely buckles and we're done. That's the only thing I can really equate it to. I, mean, I, I, I remember going through it, looking at some of the playoff games and being like, it was his worst game. 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 I mean, look, maybe we can just chalk it up to an inexperienced team on a short week, not really knowing how to prepare. Maybe it's the coaching staff's fault for not knowing how to get guys prepared on a short week. I don't know. Um, 
but it is it is very unusual, especially for one group. You know, it wasn't necessarily the whole team. It was one group in particular that you can look at and say, these guys did not show up to play. I don't know if the offensive line went out and had a good time the night before. Maybe they've been screwing around together instead of preparing. I, you know, I, I, I can come up with a million just ridiculous thoughts because, again, we're not going to get answers on it. But it's so freaking random to have five guys have the worst games that, like, any of them have had. Maybe not Royce. I don't know. All at the exact same time. And again, it's not the entire team. It might have been Jordan's best game. I mean, it's hard to judge the running backs because they hardly did anything. And the, again, the offensive line is terrible. It wasn't necessarily the receivers' worst games. It wasn't a great game defensively, but it wasn't everybody's worst game there either. I mean, there, there's nothing I can really point to to say, oh yeah, and them. So I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe Detroit just had something they figured out in terms of exploiting the way our offensive line plays, but if that's the case, they better figure it out because everybody else saw it too. But again, I'm, I'm more or less ready to just burn that with fire. I'm not going to make decisions based off of what happened there. I mean, again, we need a left tackle because Bakhtiari's on IR, and I think that's just done. Aside from that, I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I like Elton Jenkins at left guard, Myers and Runyon, I mean... It hasn't been the greatest, especially as terrible as the run blocking is. But if we can continue to pass block at the way that they have for all time since they basically got here with the exception of last week, and Tom can get back to doing what he's been doing aside from last week, we might be okay. So I'm ready to just throw that out because it's similar to the defense, right? Either we believe that that was just a random one bad game and we're going to get back on track or we believe this entire offensive line needs to be replaced and we're screwed it's just like the defense either we fire joe barry and hire somebody else who who can do a better job of getting guys prepared and and calling the right plays at the right time or we believe joe barry's doing a fantastic job and we just need to throw this entire defense in the garbage and start from scratch in which case we're screwed like we got rashawn gary and that's pretty much it throw everybody else in the trash start over this is going to be like a a three-year rebuild at best so I choose not to go down that path because it's a path of despair. <laughs> the only person I've really given up, I think, on the entire team, basically, well, I guess Bakhtiari, not because he's a bad player, but just I, I just think it's it has to be done, um, but is, is really Royce. Um, yeah, that's 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 basically it. I, I, I was, I don't know, I, I, I can't even explain Royce, although Royce is scary because he's exactly what I'm worried about for the rest of the guys. Like, how do you start off as good as you started off and then just get worse and worse and worse every time you step on a football field? And then we have Roy, you got Runyon and Myers having their worst year, and it's like, oh, no, what what is happening? It's like a cancer that's spreading. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe, the janitor from What's Connecticut. Up? Oh, man, having a really bad morning. Um... Not to mention the game. Uh, you know, I'm starting to question the Packers are even a good team or not. Um, it, it's unbelievable that we can have so, man, so much talent, so many first-round draft picks on a defense. Yeah, we were missing some players, but inexcusable. We have talent, and and, and we just can't stop them. That. Man, when they converted for that fourth down at the end of the game, by that point I was very fuzzy what I was seeing, but I couldn't believe that they they went for it. 
not only did they go for it, but they, they converted, but right. it was soul draining at that point. <clears throat> um, I don't know how much time was left, five or six minutes. That's when I turned the game off. I, um, I mean, I probably should turn the game off a little bit sooner, but, you know, our, uh, offensive line is banged up, but it can't block regardless. It was, it was crazy. That, uh, Detroit's defensive front made our O-line look like high school. Yeah. It was, uh, and they Love never had a, a clean pocket, a complete clean pocket that I saw. Um, and it was, it, it was just rough. Not to mention that the special teams, rough. Um, yeah, so we pretty much failed on all three phases. Uh, you know, coming back a little bit in the third quarter and fourth a little bit was all right. We did score 20 points at least, but um, they should never score 34 points against us. Not like that. Um, yeah, pretty pissed off about this whole situation. Fire Joe Barry for sure. He, he soft and off. Let's play the worst defense. Oh, man, his scheme is bad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't call last night because probably would have been a little more squares. Um, but I'm not really feeling it this morning. Um, extremely hungover, and I just had to clean, like, 12 toilets. Oh, man, it's so bad. But so is our team right now. And you know what the worst part about it is? Is it's Friday morning, and we have 10 days, 9 days till we even play again. So we have to deal with this pain. Show them! Yeah, that's true. That's why, again, I would encourage you to join me in just burning that game with fire. Just leave it alone. Is what it is. It was an off game. Didn't learn anything from it. Again, I, I, I feel more confident in saying that as far as the offensive line. The defense, I don't know. I don't know, because you can look at that and say, you know, I, I didn't see anything where it felt like that's abnormal for them. That kind of felt like a normal defensive performance. Not necessarily the score, but you look at the grades, you look at the performances, it's like, who who didn't perform well that always performed? Nobody. So, I don't know. Is what it is. And yeah, you mentioned Joe Barry, and like I said, regardless of who you think is at fault, I just don't think he survives this. I don't think you get this many attempts at trying to build a defense and having a, a bottom defense without getting fired. I mean, it, it's, it just it doesn't matter anymore. He's He has to go, period. Hey, Ryan. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm going to speak for me. I mean, I feel like coming into the season, you know, I was expecting growing pains and difficulties this year for sure. Um, and then I think week one happened against Chicago, and – expectations has kind of changed yeah i think that's a good point too is and because a lot of people have even made this point on social media like we came into this saying i don't know about this team it's kind of a you know so we'll you know see how it goes year in terms of you know evaluating the team and we expected rough patches and lots of mistakes and all this stuff and then when you see it it's like i can't the the, the fan base is just melting down it's like well, didn't we all say that this is going to happen it's like well yeah but one thing to say it, it's another thing to just be okay with it when it's happening in front of your eyes. It's, it's like now we're going 13-3 and three and into the playoffs, you know, it was like, and right. I don't think that was fair on my part. Um, like before the season started, if you would have told me, you know, 
the worst case it can be right now going to the buys two and three. You know, we got a long week playing next Monday before the Raiders, but even if you told me before the season we were two and three going into the bye, um, chance to get healthy coming out a little more healthy coming out of the bye, I I would have been okay with that. Now I'm like now I'm like in my head like oh my god this is a nightmare scenario. Oh yeah. And, well yeah because and again I take partial blame even though I did say you know it feels like a team that's kind of teetering. They're they're kind of on the verge of being a really good team and they're kind of on the verge of being a really bad team. We were looking at playoffs, right? Number four seed right now. But now, you know, again, we're, it's like being on, on a mountain that's really, really narrow. And one side you slip is greatness and one side you slip is terrible. And we just took a big slip toward terrible. We didn't fall. We're not tumbling, you know, all the way down the side of the mountain. But that was a heck of a slip and we're kind of hanging on by uh, one hand right now. So we need a bounce back and fast. Because also remember, this was a team that was expected to have a pretty good record. Even the people that hated the Green Bay Packers said they'd have a great record the first half of the year because it's the easy stretch. On the back half is when you start facing some of the tough teams. So if we can't get through the front half with a pretty comfortable record, with a winning record, we're, we're in some serious trouble. So we got we to gotta fight back here. Um, I don't know. I I also just I can't put together how Jordan Love can throw all these dimes to people and then just sail open receivers time and time again. I mean, right. I, I know you've talked about that a lot. I thought it would get cleaned up when the season came. Um, so far, it hasn't. That is honestly my biggest concern right now. I I don't think Jordan had a terrible day. Other than that, like that to me, that's the biggest thing. Like he was under pressure all day. I guess the other thing is. Get rid of the ball, okay? Stop, stop taking some of these sacks. Is him holding it too long? I get nobody's open. Throw it away. I don't care. Throw it away is better than the sack. Um, so, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like the first pick, you could say it's his fault. The ball is too low or whatever because it got tipped. But just kind of a fluky thing, you know. The guy dropped into coverage well, and the second pick just Dobbs was, you know, with the way the game was going, he bailed out too soon. Love was trying to put it on him where the route was supposed to be, so I don't. I can't fault Love on that pick, and I can't really fault Dobbs either for trying to make a play. It was just bad timing on when he tried to break out because he would have been wide open for that touchdown if Jordan hadn't thrown the ball right at that second. So, yep. Um, I don't know. And the defense is just same old Packer defense, hot and cold. You know, they come out and they can play right. great, and then they can just let them let other teams roll down the field on them. So I don't know. I mean, uh, unfortunate thing is we have one game in the next twenty three days because of the bye, and we played on Thursday, so. We are going to – nobody is going to feel bad – feel good about this team for the next month, basically, because no matter what we do against the Raiders, they're still going to be concerned. Uh, anyway, go back, go. Yeah, it's a good point about the Packers' defense. There's like three defining characteristics. One is overall not very good, right? Middling at best. Number two is terrible run defense. And number three is they always give you hope at some point that it's going to be different this year. There's always hope. There's always something, you know? some reason why there's going to be something they'll come out and they'll have a great they always have a great game at some point you're like dang man maybe it's real maybe it's about to happen and then at some point which is probably the very next week they just crush your soul right like oh dang there's that defense that we always thought we you know even preseason like oh man offense can't do anything against this defense it's crazy then they go up against other teams and it's like well all right that's not as good as i was hoping probably should have known right then and there it wasn't going to be a very good defense or offense (laughs) I don't know, man. 
But that's why I said I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm just I'm not playing this game anymore. Um, it's been a bad defense since forever, and um, yeah, I mean, I just I I just will always expect the exact same thing until you can prove to me something else. Because why would I stupidly expect anything else? <clears throat> okay, Ryan, I'm going to throw this out there just as a what if because. You've discussed this at length when it comes to Joe Barry and if they get rid of him, what that means to the defense and starting from scratch and the team having to learn a whole new system. But hear me out. Um, I'm not saying, I mean, we are way too early into the season to say fire Joe Barry. Um, with guys like Jaw out and Devondre out, um, I am not going to judge from what these guys do on the sideline until the season is over. And then we can make a sound judgment call on what we think needed to be changed. But here's my theory. If the Jets completely tank, and I mean really tank, does Sala get fired? And if Green Bay just finishes 500 or sub, you know, in the positive by a couple of wins, but just Baylor screech by a little bit. Um, does Matt LaFleur <clears throat> consider bringing his buddy in as a defensive coordinator <clears throat> and get rid of... <clears throat> Sorry, Ryan. Does he get rid of Joe Barry and replace him with Sala? And maybe a year or two ago, I would have been like, heck yeah, bring Sala in, but... Uh, I want to see how he coaches through the rest of his season too, but you know, is that a legitimate fix for the defense? Because right now, man, I am at a loss for what they can do to make this team with all of these first round picks perform like we thought at the beginning of the season that they should perform. Because they are, we are right back where we were last season with these guys. There's just too much talent to not be seeing what we're seeing. I mean, for Pete's sake, what the Detroit Lions did last night on defense is exactly what I thought our defense would look like. Right. And our defense is nobody on planet Earth would ever have the freaking audacity to argue that the Detroit Lions have more talent than the Packers do. Talent. Forget when they were. It doesn't matter when they were picked. First-round pick, second-round pick, seventh-round pick, undrafted free agent is irrelevant. Talent is what matters. Nobody in their right freaking mind would say the Detroit Lions have more talent. The only guy that they have that's potentially teetering on, on, on being a premier player on that entire defense is Aiden Hutchinson, and he's not as good as Rashawn Gary. They, they, they don't have the talent. They don't have the pass rushers up front. We have the pass rushers. Who got all the sacks? They did. It's freaking unbelievable. Even with hiccups being a young team, I still expected them to look more like Detroit Lions. And that's saying something. That's saying something. It is. So, uh, I'm out. And, and it's like I said, th th there are teams who do not have a ton of talent that have always found ways to make the defense work. 
The Kansas City Chiefs are a prime example of that. I think the 49ers are an example of that. They do have some talent. Obviously, Bosa's incredible, but so is Rashawn Gary. They've got holes all over that defense, but that defense is like elite, 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 elite. You know, the, the Eagles dominate, but pretty much every position on that team is, is elite. So they, they get what they should get out of that team. They got dogs everywhere. But there's, there's all kinds of teams. I mean, right now, the Detroit Lions, which they weren't last year, but they're doing it now. They, they held the, I mean, I guess we did kind of score a bunch of points down the stretch there, but they held the Falcons to what, six points? That's why I just don't buy this, like, well, this guy's not quite good enough, and well, we just don't have, like, the safeties, and we only have two good corners, and we only have, like, Kenny's, like, mediocre, I mean, he's, he's not a good enough run defender, he's just, like, a really good pass rusher, like, these are first world frickin' problems that we got on our defense, dude. Why doesn't this work? And even if you say, well, they're not executing, you're, what is the name of your, what, what is your job title again? I don't, I don't even mean defensive coordinator or, or any, any of the guys on the defense. What, very broadly, what do they call you? Isn't it coach? Let's, let's pull up uh, Britannica here. A little dictionary action. A person who teaches and trains the members of a sports team and makes decisions about how a team plays during a game. A person who what? Oh, teaches and, and what? Trains. This is from Merriam-Webster. A private tutor, one who instructs or trains, especially one who instructs players in the fundamentals of a sport and directs team strategy. We all seem to focus on the last part, the strategy part. Well, the strategy seems sound. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I'll let the strategy people battle that out. But what about the first part? Tutoring, training, instructing, teaching, coaching, anything? Because I'll be honest... I don't even disagree. Well, it's, it's not Joe Barry, it's the players. I agree, and I'm tired of our players not knowing what to do, ever. Ever. Isn't that on the coaches or no? I don't, I don't care if it's Barry or frickin' Montgomery or Olivadotti. I don't care. But we got coaches and coaches and coaches and coaches for our coaches. And then we got players who just seem confused all the time. Dude, we've been doing this for a long time here. These, these are not rookies on our defense anymore with the exception of a couple guys. Where's the growth? Who's getting better? Who got better this year? Who got better? Did Quay get better? Eh, maybe. I don't know. Kenny, like I said, since Joe Barry got here, has just been, I mean, at his worst. Savage dropped off when, when he got here. Who's, who got better? Anybody? Where have we seen real growth? What's one person? I mean, Rashawn, but... I'm not sure we can put that on our current coaching staff because it was Petten and Mike Smith, who was an incredible outside linebackers coach, that were here when we drafted him. Preston? No. Who? Not Jair. We didn't see anything from Stokes. I mean, he had a good rookie year, and then by all accounts, he seemed like he was taking a step back in year two before he got hurt. Who's one person that has grown and improved on this defense since Joe Barry and this staff, who primarily was here prior to, but since this current staff got here, one person, I'm struggling here. There has to be someone. I can't think of anyone. I'm not saying played well. I'm saying got better. Gradual steps, right? They started here, then they got a little better, and then they got a little better, and then they were really good. Anything? Not Keyshawn. I, I, honest question. Feel free to call in and let me know if you can think of a single player that has shown improvement over the last two to three years. Because I'm genuinely struggling to think of anyone. Anyways, in terms of your um, 
Robert Sala question, I would say there's almost no chance Sala gets fired. And the reason I say that is because this season is... The entire structure of what we're doing is we're going to win with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went down. He's expected to come back next year. We're not going to uproot this team with Aaron Rodgers coming back next year, which is the expectation. Um, This is going to be placed at the feet of Zach Wilson, and um, they're just going to move on. Plus... The defense over there has been rebuilt to something that seems very, very good. I don't know. Let me see what they've been doing lately. I'm guessing they're still playing well. Yeah, number one defense in football right now with, I mean, in terms of points given up, with 14 points given up so far this year. So, I mean, that's part of what he was brought here to do. He's executed on it. And so I think the assumption is we get Rodgers back next year. We got our defense. We got Garrett Wilson. We'll work on this offensive line massively. And we'll give it another go. I think that is the assumption. So um, I would guess, if anything, we would try to poach some people maybe under Sala or maybe somebody over in San Francisco. Um, but it's, it's probably... I, my hope is a young, up-and-coming coach and not one of these recycled, has-been type of guys, you know, like you know Joe Barry or Mike Pettin. Anyways, why don't we take our first break patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support the podcast if you don't like the monthly thing venmo is packernet podcast really appreciate your support we'll take a break we'll be right back in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value jordan love card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Ryan, I know I've called a bunch of this to be my last one. Um, I just had one more thought about the game that I forgot to mention. Um, I just, I'm getting to the point where I think we need a new center. Um, not just the king, but like, I have been very impressed because I never thought he was that guy. I guess I had no reason to think this, but like, um, Jordan Love's hard count has began to sound like Rogers, you know, like he's, 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 he's got that harsh hard count and he's making guys jump. When the guys jump, you have to snap the ball. Like we could have had a couple of free plays this year and he's not snapping the ball. And yet last night he didn't snap the ball and the tackle had to jump yeah. to get the call drawn. It's like, no, snap the ball when they jump. Like, do you not see that? And I also just feel like even when Jordan Love is going through normal, like when he like says the word, whatever the word is, that's supposed to be the hike. I feel like Jordan Love looks like he's waiting on it and there's like a delay. I don't know. I just, I, just disappointed with that because um, it seems like we could have had something there. But anyway, go back go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know again as far as the offensive line, I've, I've got one consistent answer, and that is I I know that we need a left tackle. I don't know anything else. Um, I want to believe that everything else is fine, but we'll just have to wait and see how the rest of the season plays out. But I, I will agree insofar as if this continues, it has to be blown up, right? If this continues, then we've got Elton Jenkins and we've got Zach Tom, and maybe not even that, because, I mean, if we're going to throw the two guys in the middle under the bus over this performance and say that this is proof that they're not good enough, then we might have to get rid of Zach Tom, too. Because, again, he gave up more pressures than anybody. And I know that sounds silly, but that's kind of the reason why I'm saying the whole thing is kind of silly. So, yeah, I need to see better from everybody. But, you know, I came into this year saying this is a, a big year for Josh Myers and it's a big year for John Runyon and they're just not doing it. And although there's a part of me that's like, you know what, a better upgrade that can actually run block would be nice. We just don't have the resources, man. We we just don't. I mean, maybe we can go get a free agent, like a, a big high-priced, which, you know, guards as far as high price go are, are not super expensive. But, you know, you go get like your Zadarius or Preston Smith or Adrian Amos, that 26-year-old stud guard. You get a tackle. Maybe at some point you take a swing at a center. Maybe you swing at a couple centers. I don't know. You give uh, Josh Myers a little bit of a longer leash. At least you don't outright cut him. But you got the competition nipping at his heels. And if somebody beats him, great. If they don't, then whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's it's a daunting task to rebuild an offensive line. And um, I mean, I've just, I've just, it's similar to the kicker thing, which man, oh man, if we just hit on a kicker, that's, I mean, kudos to them because it's been great so far like really great with Anders Carlson. But um I mean we just we've seen teams try to rebuild and I know the Packers are good at it. I I get that. But I just I just don't want to push our luck and just assume like well we could just draft three offensive linemen they're all three going to be great and bing bang boom we're done. Right? Because I mean listen, Josh Myers and John Runyon were drafted. Royce Newman was drafted. They're not all going to be great. There's still a hit rate here. And even if it's 50%, which is extremely high, we're going to have to draft six offensive linemen in hopes of hitting on three. And that's like all of our picks. 
So yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And I'm I'm with all of you insofar as this either improves or we have to find a replacement. I'm so I'm I'm with you there. I just I, I just feel like the fan base would cut them today if they could, and I'm I'm hanging on for dear life. Hey Ryan, it's Anthony from uh Detroit hey. Friday. Um I'm actually working in Detroit today, so I feel like uh the universe kinda you know, it's trolling me, but Sorry about that. Um, I wrote down some quick thoughts. I just wanted to list them. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts after the game. I think, you know, I'm just trying to stay optimistic, uh, but I, I see Brian Gutekind's vision in the team, and we got some work to do. And, you know, let the Lions fans have this one win. Uh, we have, you know, what, six championships since 1957. They have one playoff win. So, you know, let them have this little victory. Uh, they're clearly the benchmark for us to beat. Uh, we just have to get more physical. But anyway, uh, here's my thoughts. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is wide receiver one. I've been very impressed with him. Um, like I said, I understand and see why Brian Gutekind's, uh vision is, and uh, I understand why he was interested in Jonathan Taylor. I expect them to invest in running back, whether it's free agent or first two or three rounds in the draft, having that extra second, I could see that being the pick. Um, offensive tackle without Bakhtiari doesn't worry me as much as interior offensive line. Um, just they were really bad. You see, keep seeing these clips and Myers, Walker, Newman, uh, not Walker, um, Runyon, they're just getting dog-walked, and we've seen it. Um, and I think that's the difference. The Lions' interior offensive line played like dogs. Ours played bad. That was kind of the difference. And their run game was really good. There's another difference. Um, ours was non-existent. Um, Quay, playmaker, but Wyatt has just been missing. Um, that seems like uh, the big difference in those two picks is I just haven't seen, heard, really seen clips of Devontae Wyatt. Um Halftime adjustments are not real. The team just played better. They played to their potential. Uh, the Lions didn't, like, play much different defensively. We just blocked better. Uh, we, you know, didn't get the run game going, but we were down so big. Uh, defense just played better. They need to come out with that every game. This defense is built to play from ahead offensively and then rush the passer, yep. uh, and then that's just how our defense is built. So these types of teams that just run it on us, that's not where we play good. Uh, and then here's the other thing. Last time, Jordan Love, he's a dog. Uh, he fights back. Aaron Rodgers, we've seen this play. He would have quit. He would have, you know, thrown the tablet, pointed at the floor. He would have been benched in the third quarter. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, it's four or five games we've lost, just like we did last night. But Aaron Rodgers quits. Jordan Love. He kept playing. He kept playing hard. And well, you said a lot of stuff there. The only thing that I want to uh, bring up to give you a little bit of hope is Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt is second among defensive tackles in pressures. He is tied with Aaron Donald. The only person ahead of them is Jalen Carter. And by the way, Devontae Wyatt has 14 pressures. Aaron Donald has 14 pressures. And, and Devontae Wyatt has three sacks compared to Donald with two sacks. Um. Devontae Wyatt has done that in 77 opportunities. Aaron Donald, 104. So uh, he's been actually quite good as a pass rusher. The run defense sucks. The tackling, he's, he's missing tackles. But, um, yeah, he's number two in 
pressures and is tied for number one in sacks. So, um, yeah, he's 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 having a pretty solid year. And and Quay, I'm a little bit more bearish on, as in not good, which is the only way I remember that is because the Bears suck. But yeah, Devon. I mean, and and why it isn't grading out too well, largely because of the run defense and tackling. But the 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 production statistically is really quite incredible. Anyways, continuing. Yeah, I got disconnected. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, really, really, just want to emphasize though that you watch how the Lions play. I don't think they're necessarily better. They just play more as a team. They play more angry. They play more violent. Um, I just don't understand how we can never have that kind of ad attitude or edge to us. Uh, I just- well, I mean, we talk about culture, and, and really there's something to that. Look at the head coach. And I don't just mean like instilling that in guys. I'm talking about what kind of guys do we want to bring in here. The Green Bay Packers have a type that they like, and I don't know that there's a lot of crossover between those kinds of guys that have that kind of an edge and the kind of guys the Packers look for. I'm just saying. I don't understand. Like, this should have been the game that we go, okay, uh, this team beat us to knock us out of the playoffs last year. All their fans are talking. All Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. All the hype that they're talking. Um, you know, they don't have that bulletin board material. You see Goff after the game. I don't know if you've seen this clip, but he went to Ryan Fitzpatrick and said, I guess I'm just a poor man's Matt Ryan. And they have that, like, they have that chip on their shoulder and that edge to them. And, you know, unfortunately for us, that's, and they look like they've hit on their last couple picks. It's going to be, you know, a battle now. Like, but we know we have to beat them. But we have to begin to either, one, just finesse them to death and get so technically great like we used to be where we're better, or we have to find a way to get more physical than them, which is going to be hard. But they, the Packers just, they've never had that edge. Even, you know, seven, eight years, they ha- they've they never been that team. And I just, you know, for once, I just love to be that team. Maybe it's the coach. I don't know. I like LaFleur a lot. He, he's a very well-groomed, well-kept man. Uh, he doesn't really have a lot of dog in him, though. Um, but, yeah, sorry I went a little long. I didn't mean to go that long, but. Yeah, I just wish we had that edge. I wish we used bulletin board material. I wish we, you know, had that dog mentality. <laughs> so, have a good one, man. Uh, Raiders next week should should be – they have zero pass rush, so we should be pretty good. Uh, but who knows? We always struggle going less. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure people get annoyed with me saying that the Packers don't like to get guys because what about the – oh, I'm sure this guy's tough and he has an edge or whatever – you know who said it was Mike Daniels? He was talking about that on Twitter like a week ago. About he, how he, oh, he he wanted the same thing. He wanted a group that were just a bunch of killers. He wanted that physicality. He wanted that violence. And um, was essentially dismissed, I guess, was kind of his thought on that. He was kind of alone in deciding that that's where things needed to go. He pointed out like one other guy that had it on the team, and he said T.J. Lang. So yeah, I mean, the another guy I might add to that is Clay Matthews, who might seem a little bit weird because he seemed a little bit more finesse, but he he was a 
violent and borderline dirty kind of player. He really did not care. You know, maybe like a, an AJ Hawk or something. Like we had a couple guys back in the day that had that edge. Probably why in, in 2010 we were able to do some stuff. I know not all those guys were on that team. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know, man. We, we, we've talked about it. Kind of tired of talking about it. It just, I guess it just is what it is. We got the guys we got. There's some really talented people on the defense. Um, but as of right now, the way that this team is wired, it just seems like they, and, and this has been for a long time, um, when they face a team that punches them in the mouth, they don't respond well. When we face Tampa Bay, when we face San Francisco, stiff defenses. And, and man, this has been going on for a long time. I, I've, I've mentioned this a couple times, but I, I, this had to have been early 20-teens, 2013-14, 15-ish, somewhere in that range. Packers are doing a really, really good job, good football team. The Buffalo Bills were not, but they had a stiff defense. And I said, you know, this is a kind of game I could see us losing, and we lost. I remember in that same time frame, there was a similar thing with Washington, uh, whatever their name was at the time, probably Redskins. Um, same situation. Not a, Early in the season, not a very good football team. Packers are expected to be one of the potential Super Bowl contenders, whatever. They lost to Washington. Why? Eh, they're not a good football team, but they got a stiff defense. Just you get a team that's just a, you know, tough trenches kind of football team and the Packers just don't handle it well. That's why it's not really even a Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst thing. I think it is a, I mean, potentially like a Ron Wolf thing. This is, this is what we go out and do. This is, this is our thing. So I don't know. I don't know what you do about it. Um, I don't necessarily expect, expect a strong response because this is just the way it is. Again, look at New England. They started spitting in our faces on our field they didn't respond detroit comes in does the same thing there's no response so is what it is i guess it's it's like i think it was you or anthony whoever was talking about this team is built to play with a lead which is unfortunate um because we start off really slow (laughs) that's a recipe for disaster we're a team built to play with a lead but we don't get started until the third quarter that's freaking crazy Ryan, it's Emilio. Hope you're all right, man. Yeah. I had some time to sleep on it, and I listened to uh, Matt LaFleur's uh, press conference. And, I mean, honestly, what what was Pete's question there? Seriously? Like, yeah, we're getting stomped, obviously, Pete. What kind of dumb question is that? It's just, yeah, he, he called a rough game, all right? But, man, sometimes I just want to just whack the media upside their head. And and I do want to say I'm sorry to you. I uh, we tried the superstitious thing. It worked weeks one and three. Um, I was just you know trying to keep giving you money, uh, but uh, it didn't work for the score prediction. No! Maybe we look at another option. Um, you know how many sacks Rashawn Gary gets, and 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 you know that'll be the amount or something like that. You know, but uh, appreciate it, man. Love what oh, you do. Thank you. It was a t- tough one, but. Uh, I think we're going to be all right coming out. Like I said, it's uh, they've only had, what, like 250 live snaps together. So let's give the team a little bit of time. I right, man, appreciate it. Yeah, I don't exactly remember what the question was, but I don't remember it being necessarily a terrible question. It was kind of an open-ended. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, and I, I don't want to go back and look it up right now. But it was because I was thinking about that same thing, and it's like one of the things that makes it seem 
extra sort of douchey is that it is kind of a broad question as opposed to asking a specific question, you know, which could sting still. But when you broaden it out, like, why was it so bad? It seems worse, but at the same time, those are the questions that I like. Because if you just... A lot of the time they ask questions where they basically know the answers, right? Like, talk about uh, the day Rashawn Gary had today. Well, what do you think he's... He had a great day. It's just a guy who wants to write an article on Rashawn Gary that needs a clip about Rashawn Gary from the coach that he can put in his article. That's all it is. I like the broad questions that are more like, who's a guy that stood out to you? What went wrong today? Things like that. And so, yeah, I mean, I obviously it's going to suck to have to answer that question, but you know going up to that podium, you suck, your team sucks, and they're going to ask you about the suckage that took place, and you got to answer it. You know, th- there's a line somewhere, but I, uh, my recollection is, in, if from my opinion, he didn't really cross that line. I think Matt just, um, he was just being pissy. Anyways, let's take one more break. We'll come back and see what Goose has to say. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Good. Goose here. Just calling about that atrocity we call a game last night. It's time to stop making excuses for the defense. The players, the coaching, I don't, I don't care what it is. It's been the same story since 2011 that if we need the defense to perform, they're going to wilt in the big way on the big stage. Every time. I know some people are going to point at the offense last night and say, you guys needed to put some drives together to take pressure off the defense. Well, the offense is the young guys. Not to mention, four out of our five players on the offensive line are 
either out or playing hurt. We have young receivers, young running backs, like the entire offense. We knew that it was going to be the defense that needed to carry the team in the early season. And what do they do? They don't bother showing up. They can't stop the run. And the run, as every player that I've ever heard talk about playing against the run, is a matter of want to. You have to want to stop the run. And this defense doesn't even want to play. They want to get out there and play all finesse and, oh, the scheme will just put me in the right place and all I have to do is follow the scheme and it's all good. They don't want to put in their part. And Joe Barry, come on, man. Your scheme might be putting people where they should be for a play, but your players obviously aren't executing. They can't stop a friggin' toddler from running eight yards a clip. It's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. It is time to stop investing in this defense. Fill it with guys. Who cares who they are? Pick them up off the street. Who cares? Just get a defensive coordinator that's like, this is how you tackle. You line up with four men on the front. Just very vanilla and just tackle well. Play your assignments. We're not getting fancy. We don't care about scheme. Just exist and start putting resources into this offense at a real clip instead of eight first-round picks on the defense just to watch them suck, just to watch them completely sh- pants on a regular basis to look, make the Lions. I mean, come on. We know the Lions are better than they were, but they aren't that good. Come on. That was just disgusting. And, well, I'm going to have to call back with the most embarrassing thing about last night because I'm running out of time. I mean, honestly, I don't mind it. I mean, we've tried to invest and invest and invest, and no matter what we do, the defense can't do anything. But at the same time, they, they very rarely give up you know, 30, 40 points, like big blowout type stuff they did in this game. But, um, yeah, let's just start, let's just start pumping up the freaking offense, man. Let's just get it going. You know what I mean? Let's just load up the offense, screw the defense. You guys got enough picks and everything else sitting there. We'll throw you a couple scraps here and there, a couple mid round, late round guys, undrafted free agents, maybe a free agent here or there. But, um, yeah, we're going to try to get a powerhouse offense and, uh, defense will just do what it can do. Best of luck to you. Why not? I'm kind of over it. <laughs> a waste of time. Hey, Ryan. Goose again. The most embarrassing, the most disgusting, the part that pissed me off the most about last night, though, wasn't the team. Because we expected this team to struggle at times. We're going to get that. But the fans. You guys suck. And I'm not talking to all Packers fans, but the fans who sold their tickets to Lions players instead of supporting their team, instead of selling to a Packers fan. No, no, I'm just going to make the most money off of this because I don't actually care about the Packers. I'm just an entitled slob who is upset that, well, we don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback playing there anymore, so I don't want to go. Oh, oh, Gutekunst, he's worthless. He should have kept, we should have kept Aaron Rodgers. He should have got down on his knees and gave Aaron Rodgers the praise he needs, if you know what I mean, to keep him here. I'm going to sell my tickets for the most money I can instead of making sure that Lambeau Field 
is filled with Packers fans for a home game. So instead, we have a crowd that's probably like 70% Lions fans. And then the the fans that were there, I'm sure there were good fans there, but so if you were there and you were doing the right thing as a fan, don't take this personally. But the fans that were there booing our team, what are we, the frickin' Bears? You're embarrassing. Go be a fan of another team. Go somewhere else. We don't want you. You're going to be that fair weather if you're going to give up on the Packers, if you're going to spend money to go to a game to boo the team, then go for the Bears or the Vikings. They love people like that. The Lions, heck, they wore paper bags to their games instead of supporting their team. Go do that. Go be their fans. Or better yet, since most of you are so in love with Rodgers, go follow him. Maybe he'll pick you and you'll get to go spend the night with him. I'm sure he'll show you a very good time in the darkness. Oh, God. Anyways, that's my rant. I know everyone, there's a lot of people that are disgusted with it too, but I just I wanted to get that frustration out there. I also wanted to point out some positives. Um, love, even though he's all over the place, but he shows such resilience. This team shows resilience. Gary is unbelievable. Walker... Quay seems to be taking a step and is looking great. Brooks is looking phenomenal, like a phenomenal late-round pick. You know, we got a seventh-round tackle that looks good, and we got Zach Tom. So I want to give a slightly different take on the on the tickets thing because I get what everybody's saying. And I understand that, you know, my preference if you have this, and I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, man, I, I'm, I'm ignorant to essentially how exactly this works, but there's a pile of people that have tickets, okay? That's what I know. And um, they get tickets, and if they don't go to a game, which is understandable, you can't make it to every single game, you want to sell it, which makes sense. Um, I would prefer, as everybody else would, if you would at least try to make an effort to go online, talk to family, talk to friends, maybe even before the season, like have a group of people just be like, here's the dates I'm going, here's the dates I'm not, you know, let me know if you want to buy any of these tickets that are for sale, whatever. Try to keep it in the family, all right? Now, at the same time, beyond that, if you have asked and nobody responds, there's nothing wrong with putting it on a marketplace to sell it. It's, it's not like you need to just light it on fire. I, I, I don't agree with that. Here's the other side of the coin. When they put their tickets online, Packer fans can buy them. Why didn't Packer fans buy them? I didn't buy them. That's part of the reason why I haven't been piping up that much. I haven't been online trashing all the... Well, why are you selling your tickets to Lions fans? They, they didn't sell them to Lions fans. They put them online... Packer fans didn't go to the game. Lions fans did. They're the ones that bought the tickets. We didn't. I didn't. You didn't. Nobody did. All these tickets for sale were all bought up by Lions fans. So that's on all of us. Everybody that's a Packer fan that didn't go, to some extent, can't really talk. Because think about it. What if we did get rid of the gold package? What would happen? You'd have a bunch of tickets available. Where would those tickets be? They'd be online. Who would have bought those tickets? Lions fans! It wouldn't have fixed the problem. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Unless there's some secret marketplace that I'm not aware of where 
they deliberately are, are selling their tickets to rivals for a premium somewhere to some black market that I'm not aware of? That's, I mean, that, that ultimately is the issue. There's more motivation among Lions fans to support their team than there is the Green Bay Packers. And that's unfortunate. And it's sad. But it's the reality. And it's going to keep happening. And the gold package has nothing to do with it. As long as there's tickets available, unless Green Bay vets people who buy their tickets and says only Packer fans are allowed to buy them, and then hopefully can even sell out the stadium, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the solution is. If it's the gold package, folks, and they put it online, it's going to get sold to rivals, Bears, Vikings, Lions fans. If it's not the gold package people, then the tickets will be put online, and who's going to buy them? Not me. I'm not buying them. I don't go to games. I watch from home. So I can't really complain about Packer fans not going to the football games because I'm one of those people that's not going to the game. So, yes, it would be very nice if the people that have tickets would make a concerted effort to try as hard as they can, and I will help facilitate it. If you have tickets, we will try to set, we can set up a marketplace through this podcast if you want. I don't care. We'll try to figure something out. We should probably start some kind of a website where we can do it, but that would be complicated because how do you vet people being Packers fans? I don't know. But I'm just saying, um, I think it's a bigger issue than, than just blaming the people who sold their tickets because I don't know the solution. The only solution is Packer fans need to be motivated and they need to want to go to the stadium and support the team. They have to go buy tickets. They didn't buy tickets. That's, I don't know what else to say. So, I don't know. Hey, Ryan. It's Joe, the janitor. What's up? Sorry if it's uh, noisy. It's, it's raining here. Pouring, actually. And I'm driving, so it's probably noisy. Unlike our stadium. Um, unless the Lions are uh, need the cheering, you know? I just wanted to call back after I cleared my head from my uh, really rough hangover this morning and just say that... Uh, Season ticket holders, it sucks. <laughs> Why is 70% of Lambeau Field blue? I thought Packers uh, were known to, like, travel well. Is, is that just, uh, you know, around the country? We don't show up at our own stadium? What the f***? Season ticket holders, give up your tickets if you're not going to use them. Stop selling them to opposing team fans. Crazy. Um, I've literally been to multiple games at MetLife Stadium or Meadowlands, whatever you want to call it, in New York or New York Giants, in Jersey. Um, and there's a couple times has been more green than blue. So, like, I get the we travel, we travel well thing. Um, the Giants sucked at the time, so, you know, Packers are pretty good. I've always seen, uh, Favre and Rogers at MetLife, so... You know, maybe that's why Packers are selling tickets. I don't know, but they definitely travel well. I've seen it in person. But why don't we show up at our own stadium? Can anyone answer me that? Anyway, just go to the janitor's suit tent. Shalom! Yeah, I guess that would be the other solution, would be to just give the tickets away to Packer fans, but I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a big ask. You hand somebody a, a very valuable thing, and just to expect somebody to just donate that, 
I don't know, dude. It would be cool if they did. But we also got to remember that they paid for these tickets. So you pay for a bunch of tickets. You can go to some of them. You sell the rest of them. I don't know. It makes sense to me. I, I don't think they should be required to give them away. Now, again, if you do away with the program, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. So I don't know. I mean, I also understand coming from the standpoint of just go to the game. If more of them went to the football games, we'd have less of this as opposed to potentially the vast majority of them saying this is just a money-making thing or I'm, I'm going to do it and go to like maybe one or two games and sell the rest. But again, there still needs to be some blame set at the feet of Packer fans not going to the games. They're, the tickets are for sale for us too. And I know you are out of state and Goose is in Canada and, and all that stuff, but Wisconsin is a pretty big state filled with almost entirely Packer fans. And since Detroit is a state away, we can talk to Packer fans in Minnesota and in the broader Midwest area. Illinois, Detroit, Indiana, Iowa, Ohio, whatever. So it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate to see that the Lions seem to have much more of a... Uh, excited and ravenous and uh, motivated fan base than Green Bay has right now. Ryan, Kyle from Madison. Hey. Happy beatdown Monday. Actually, not so happy. But uh, life goes on, and I got to say, I mean, there is a lot. And I know people are all in their feelings because I think, you know, I, I personally didn't think we were going to win that game last night, but I thought we'd play better than that. So I get it. People are in their feelings, but like, wow, the hysterics are a little much today, gang. Come on, Packer fans. Like, we knew there would be days like this. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but like, we knew it would happen. You can pretty much point the finger at whoever you want. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's plenty to go around. And he had it on a short week after a really emotional um, fourth quarter comeback. I don't know. I just, it felt like let down, felt like players drained, the injuries piled up. There's so many reasons. But, like, the hysterics are a little much. Oh, Jordan loves a bust. He's never going to make it. Blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, you could have put any quarterback back there in the first half. Man, go rewatch a little bit of it, which I did. And actually, I don't advise it. It's too painful. <laughs> but, like, it's crazy. People not even getting touched coming through that offensive line on the left side. It was horrible. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I might just throw out some of that. They did some things in the second half. Um, give it up to the Lions, man. They're just better than us right now. It doesn't have to always be that way, but they're just out of us. Now, I'm not going to complain maybe about the play calling because you don't like that. Here's what I'll say, okay? I get probably what on a short week LeFleur wanted to do here. I can just imagine he's thinking, well, we've seen love really get into a groove when we go up-tempo, you know. So let's get out there. Let's just right away get into an up-tempo game. And we aren't going to be able to run on these guys anyway. So let's – and, you know, it's, and I'm kind of a hypocrite because I was just bemoaning a lot of these lost downs with these running plays that went nowhere. Well, it seems like LeFleur listened and he said, yep, you're right, Kyle. To hell with it. Uh, we're just going to start passing. We're going to pretend it's a two-minute drill. The problem with that is if you don't have tempo and you're not you're not doing anything on offense or if you have these negative plays, we are a very high-variance team right now with a very small margin for error. We kept playing whatever the opposite of complementary football is, where we would screw ourselves on defense because of what we did on offense, 
and then the defense is in a bad position, and it's just the whole first half was a complete freaking nightmare. Okay, I'm going to call back because I'm running out of time. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to get to your second call or your third call for that matter, but um, we'll catch you tomorrow. But yeah, I, I, I it's kind of like I've been saying, we, we kind of just need to throw this out. I mean, you can look at the game plan all you want, but it doesn't matter. We could have given the ball to Aaron Jones 15 times, 17 times, 20 times. We're not winning this game. We're not winning the game. Again, the defense came out and said, we're not going to let you run. You have to pass. And so we needed to be able to pass, and we couldn't pass. Our offensive line just imploded. You're not winning a football game that way. We weren't going to win running the ball. We just, we just weren't good enough. We needed to be able to pass early on. It was just a terrible game. Burn it with fire. That's all there is to it. Anyways, you guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.